Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 957, and we're looking at Mark chapter 7, verses 31 through 37. Let's read our passage. Again, leaving the region of Tyre, he went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee, through the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had difficulty speaking and begged Jesus to lay his hands on him. So he took him away from the crowd in private. After putting his fingers in the man's ears and spitting, he touched his tongue. He looked up to heaven, he sighed deeply, and said to him, Ephpathah, that is, be opened. Immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak clearly. He ordered them to tell no one, but the more he ordered it, the more they proclaimed it. They were extremely astonished, and said he has done everything well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. This is the Gospel of Mark. Mark began with the Galilean ministry. Jesus traveling through Galilee, teaching, healing, casting out demons, teaching through parables, and performing miracles. And then he had some encounters with the religious leaders. We just had him leaving Galilee, moving north to the region of Tyre. Now, Tyre is a city. It's a Gentile city, but it says the region of Tyre. So probably not the city itself, but the general area. And so he's like 30, 35 miles northwest of the Sea of Galilee. And he encountered the Syrophoenician woman whose daughter was demon-possessed. And because of her faith, he cast out the demon. Now, what was significant about this wasn't just the casting out of the demon. It was the fact he was doing it with a Gentile, a non-Jew. And that was the argument of he was sent with the ministry to the Jews. But she argued even the dogs get the table crumbs that fall onto the floor. And because of her faith, he cast out the demon in the daughter. So now we pick it up in chapter 7, verse 31. Again, leaving the region of Tyre, he went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee through the region of the Decapolis. Well, this is kind of a roundabout way to get there. And so some people say, well, it can't be true. But that implies he had to go to the Decapolis and wanted to go via the most direct route. Well, obviously he wanted to go up through the region of Sidon first. Sidon is a city. And it's 15, 20 miles north of the city of Tyre. Now, we don't know he was actually at the city of Tyre or just the region of Tyre. And similarly, when he says Sidon, he could mean the region of Sidon. So it could be he's over in one edge of the region of Tyre. And it's just scooting northeast a little bit and catches the edge of the region of Sidon. Could be he went to the city itself. It doesn't particularly matter. The idea is he left Tyre, but went north to the area of Sidon. Then went southeast to the eastern side of the Sea of Galilee. This is not the most direct route, but if you want to stay out of Galilee, and perhaps that's what's going on, is he's got such notoriety in Galilee that he wants to stay out of Galilee for a little while. Of course, it seems that wherever he goes, there's notoriety, regardless of where he is. But the Decapolis is on the southeast corner of the lake, the Sea of Galilee. 
and Decapolis has the word decade, means 10. It's 10 independent Greek cities. While it is a Gentile area, they are Greek cities, there would still be a lot of Jews living in the area. So the people he encounters, are they Gentiles? We're told the Syrophoenician woman specifically was a Gentile. But the people he encounters down in the Decapolis area, are they Gentiles, or are they Jews, or are they a mix? We're not told. The fact he's in a Gentile area, I suspect it's mostly Gentiles he's dealing with. So he's down in the Decapolis area. Verse 32, they brought him a deaf man who had difficulty speaking, and they begged Jesus to lay his hand on him. Well, this word difficulty speaking is an unusual word, and this is the only place it appears in the New Testament. Now, it does appear in the Old Testament, Isaiah 35, verse 6. And this is a section of Isaiah describing the Messianic age, all the things that would be done. The eyes of the blind will be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped, the lame will leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute will sing for joy. So the tongue of the mute sing for joy, this is that same word about difficulty speaking. And so I think Mark uses it intentionally, capturing the language of Isaiah, because this is uh, it is an unusual word for difficulty speaking. And what exactly it means, it probably doesn't mean completely unable to speak. And so most people think this is a guy who probably could at one time hear and speak, but for whatever reason, probably through disease, has lost his hearing. And isn't just that he speaks poorly like many people who are deaf, but he has really lost the ability to speak clearly through paralysis of the face or some muscles or associated with this disease. So whatever it is, he's lost his hearing and he lost the actual ability to speak, or at least speak clearly. And they're begging Jesus to lay his hands on him. Now, is their idea they want him to heal him or just to bless him? And the reason there's a question is because when Jesus does heal him, they're amazed. So if they expected healing, why would they be amazed? I think they probably did expect healing. Jesus is the miracle worker, the faith healer. But they may be thinking, I don't know if this is beyond his ability. So when he does heal him, they may think, wow, he really did do it. Verse 33, so he took him away from the crowd in private. We often see that Jesus is doing things privately on more of a personal level than just, uh, okay, you're healed. Then after putting his fingers in the man's ears and spitting, he touched his tongue. Now, our first reaction to this may be gross. He spit on his hands and touched the man's tongue. But Mark often shows Jesus having personal contact with people that he deals with where he, he doesn't have to touch the man. He can just say, you're healed. You don't have to say you're healed. He just wills that he's healed. Similarly, you know, with the Syrophoenician woman's daughter had the demon, he didn't say anything other than, the demon's gone, go home. So he doesn't have to do anything, but he does often make some kind of personal contact, touching people who are unclean. It's not that this man is unclean, 
but he is in something of a well a tough situation where he can't communicate with people and he can't hear people communicating with him so i think the personal touch is specifically that a personal touch and he touches the man's ears he touches the man's tongue verse 34 looking up to heaven he sighed deeply and said to him ephpatha that is be opened this is an aramaic word it just means that be opened now why does mark include the aramaic word don't know other than to just provide more of the actual eyewitness effect to it verse 35 immediately his ears were opened his tongue was loosened and began to speak clearly so he wasn't just able to speak he's able to speak clearly so he can hear and he can speak now verse 36 he ordered them to tell no one but the more he ordered them the more they proclaimed it you see this is a recurring theme jesus says let's keep this on the quiet side but nobody does and he can't blame them this is a big deal this is an amazing thing and all the people who witnessed it are incredibly impressed and want to tell others the man who was healed i'm sure he now wants to tell everyone because he hasn't been able to tell anyone anything for some time so this idea keep it quiet doesn't seem to work and people are out telling what jesus has done verse 37 they were extremely astonished and said he has done everything well he even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak now this word extremely they were extremely astonished they weren't just astonished they were extremely astonished and this word it gets translated extremely it's the only place in all of greek literature you actually find this word if you took it apart it basically means beyond measure so they were super duper astonished basically they came they wanted healing but the fact that jesus actually pulled it off really blows them away and they are extremely astonished and then this proclamation they make he has done everything well so everything he did with these people in this area of decapolis they're walking away evaluation of it is he's done everything well everything he's done has been done amazingly well he even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak now this event is only recorded by mark it's not in any of the other three gospels and i don't know make anything of that other than this is one that only mark reports and what's the big takeaway here is that again this is in a gentile area and we see an incredibly difficult healing case wasn't just he had an upset stomach and Jesus made it go away. This is a man who has not been able to hear or speak intelligibly for we don't know how long, and Jesus touches him and he is healed. So Jesus performing miracles, healing people, continuing, but also in the Gentile areas. He's stepped out of Galilee and is still away from Galilee over in the area of the Decapolis but still healing, performing miracles, and we assume teaching the message of God. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of Mark.